So, speaking of Alabama, it's time to bring in maybe their number one fan. He's Rodney from Tider Insider. Rodney, thank you so much for joining us on Ira on Sports once again. And I got to say, a lot of people, Rodney, thought it was like a sneaky play to take Arkansas plus 17 in this game that, that you know, they were going to keep this closer than it, than it was supposed to be. Really didn't look that way, though. Well, no. I mean, uh, if, if I was just actually talking to a former Alabama player right before I jumped on with you guys. and uh, You know... I told him if Bryce Young doesn't get hurt, Alabama could have scored in the 60s. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and you know, that, that, that's probably pretty true. You know, you got to figure they threw an interception down at the goal line right on the first possession. That's seven that they missed on. And, uh, you know, the, I just think that they scored 35 points with Jalen Milrow in the game. And he has no experience in terms of uh, – you know, SEC experience on the road against any top competition. So, I mean, this could have been, this game could have really gotten out of hand a, a much, much greater than, than what it did. I mean, yeah, you're right, uh, Rodney. Alabama was up 28 nothing, and I really thought that I, this game was was finished. And and they sort of led Arkansas back, and they didn't play consistently. But let's talk about Jalen. First of all, what is what do they say about Bryce Young? I mean, Nick Saban mentioned that he had a some sort of strain of his shoulder, but he said he didn't think right. it was that serious. But how serious do you th- right. have you been hearing? Well, you know, again, they, they keep things really close to the vest here. Nobody nobody's even getting in practice this week. Uh, because that, that's how tight it is. Of course, now the media doesn't get in anyway anymore. So, uh, but they're not letting anyone in, former players, any observers in. They're trying to keep things tight-lipped. But it, it, he is day-to-day. You know, I've, I've had some people tell me they think he's going to play. Now, again, I wouldn't go out on a limb and say that, but there is some speculation that Bryce Young is going to play. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh you know, there's one thing we do know, and I, and I assure you this: unless he's cleared and ready, they're not going to take any chances. Well, so you have in the NFL right now Tua, who before it was a starting quarterback, uh, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, um, Bryce Young's going to be. You're going to have a quarter, you know, one eighth of the league is going to be Alabama quarterbacks. Jalen Milrow comes in a little bit different than these other quarterbacks. First of all, was that I thought it was like Bo Jackson suiting up at quarterback position because he, <laughs> I mean, he's gigantic and he runs faster than everyone else on the field. So it was like pretty amazing. Like you're wondering, like where did he come from? And and uh, and give us a little background about it because I the okay. first time when he ran, I mean, it was third and fifteen. The lead was cut to five, and then he just said, "I'm just going to run seventy yards, and and yep. no one's going to tackle me." Well, here's the story. You familiar with Drake May at North Carolina? Yes. Okay. He's a fantastic quarterback. He was committed to Alabama. And he decided to change his commitment. I think it was right after Bryce Young had made his decision that he was going to come here. Uh, Drake May decided. Of course, no, they were in different years. Bryce was uh, one year behind him. But, uh, yeah, he made his decision that he was Drake May, I believe. Uh, made the decision when, when uh, I'm sorry, yeah. When Drake May made the decision, that opened the door for Jalen Milrow. So Milrow was committed to Texas. He flipped to Alabama. He's from Katy, Texas, which is right outside the West. It's actually West Houston. And, uh, you know, he was a fantastic high school quarterback. You know, he was his own read guy. You know, he didn't play, throw the ball a lot in high school. But the buzz is here, and it's been since he got here, been here over a year now is that he's got Lamar Jackson type athletic ability and that's not just 
we're not talking about media types. We're talking about it's coming out of that football complex that the, the coaching staff, including Nick Saban, think he's a Lamar Jackson type athlete. You know, you saw his speed. I mean, he may be the fastest guy on the team. He certainly is one of the top guys. They, he's probably run a sub four five. Uh, I'm sorry, sub four four in the upper four. Three. But he's also big. He's, probably, he, he's like he looks like he's, he's the Ben Rotzenberger size or something. Well, he's about six two and a half probably, and he's probably about two hundred fifteen, two twenty. Uh, but he is—he's a very big. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's, he's very big arms, chest, really big kid, great kid, great kid. Uh, but yeah, he got his opportunity, and you know, just a redshirt freshman. And you're right, that play, that 77-yard run—that is prob. That could turn out to be the, the 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 play that you mark at the end of the year, and say so that might have been the key play of the whole season. You know, because uh, like you said, their backs were to the wall. They were up by five. And he pops at 77 yards, and, I mean, it was like Alabama was off to the races. And uh, one last question, because we've got to move on to some other things, Rodney, is to this weekend, primetime Alabama-Texas A&M. When we put the schedule, it's going to be like, oh, this is going to be great. Texas A&M is going to be awesome. It's going to be probably like a, the line's going to be like five or six or two or three or four. It's a 24-point line. I mean, boy, Alabama, I mean, it's crazy. Who would have ever thought that you would have a 24-point line uh, in a game like this? But Texas A&M, it's so, I mean, everything's gone wrong for them, including losing to Appalachian State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of a team that you look at them and you wonder, how, you know, they'll, they'll be mentally, they'll be ready heading into this game. You know, they can, they can make up a lot of woes in this game. But you do wonder about Texas A&M. I mean, it's obviously something's not right between the ears with them right now. And you do wonder if, you know, something happens that they got behind a little bit, maybe 14 nothing, something early. You know, would their players, are they going to stay focused? Because this has been a tough run for them. I mean, they're fortunate they haven't lost an, another game or two, actually. Uh, they, they could have easily lost Arkansas and probably should have, actually. So this is a team that their psyche, you wonder where it is. I think their quarterback situation's kind of muddled up right now. Uh, there's even some talk. Now, I don't know if there's really consideration for this, but, you know, they have a five-star freshman quarterback, Connor Wigman, and there's some talk that maybe – you know, we might see a lot of him, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, Max Johnson apparently has a little bit of injury. We'll see if they go back to Haynes King. Well, Rodney, thanks a lot. Uh, f- follow you on Titer Insider. What's the... Uh... All across social media, the website, Titer Insider. That's where you can find Rodney. So, Rodney, thank you so much for taking some time out joining us here on Iron Sports.